Ottawa's greatest hits. Boom. 99.7 Heart. These dreams for Krista, who is tuned in. Ex-girlfriend of mine. Back in the day. A couple of years with her. Early 2000s. That song always makes me think of you. Hey, this is uh, Dylan Black. Shout out Saturday. Gio wrote to me and says, um, Could you mention my podcast? Why not the Gio Show? He personally produces and edits it to himself and tries to have a local connection to Ottawa in most of his episodes. And Gio even invited me to drop by an episode. Sure, why not? Check him out at the Geo Show, wherever good podcasts are listened to. G-I-O. It's the Geo Show. 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 Hello and welcome to the Geo Show. I am your host and master of ceremonies, GOP. I'm joined by a very special guest today. If you've uh, been listening to radio in Ottawa, you've most likely heard his voice. But just speaking for Ottawa in general, he's a real pillar of the community. I know this is a man who brings lots of people together and he's a great uh, community supporter. And by saying that, you probably already know who I have. I have the amazing Dylan Black joining me today. How are you doing, Dylan? Good, thank you. That's quite the introduction. I appreciate that. It's the least I can do for such a fantastic guest that I have on the show today and uh, just another radio friend. And it's just a pleasure to have you on today. Thank you. Well, it's great to be here. I'm glad we finally uh, got this figured out. And, and here we are. And uh, I look forward to being on the Geo Show. And you got you got the perfect voice for it. I love that. Even even saying just that enunciation, it's fantastic. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> but just to start off, you know, as mentioned, you are a radio man. You've done TV as well. Um, you're uh, you're currently on uh, Boom ninety nine seven in uh, in Ottawa, as more many lots of people hear you. You are also on uh, the Rogers. Uh, a public, I guess, TV station, which you were, I believe you do the daytime uh, show on there as well. And it's uh, just just a huge uh, legacy in Ottawa. But to kind of go back, uh, how was it like uh, jumping into uh, kind of the media course? And was it originally something that you have planned? Or was it something that kind of uh, came up to you by surprise? Well, so we're going to go way back in time. Uh, may I ask how old you are, Gio? I am at the recording time. I am 20. Okay. So we're going way before <laughs> you were born. <laughs> way before I existed. Yes. So, so I, uh, I grew up in a town called Vankley Kill, Ontario, which is about an hour outside of Ottawa. And uh, I had the luxury of listening to Ottawa radio stations and Montreal radio stations. And um, I was the student council president. And so one of, one of the, um, uh, my duties was to read the morning announcements and, mm -hmm. And a lot of people complimented me on on my style or, or you know how I sounded. I'm sure if I had a tape of it now, it would probably sound terrible uh, to me. But um, I, I so I, I thought about radio. Um, I I love music. I love communicating. I love uh, community. But I actually went to teachers college first. There's a program at Trent University called Concurrent Teacher Education, and I tried that out first. I didn't last very long because it just wasn't my calling. And and uh, I went to Loyalist College in Belleville, Ontario, and graduated in 1999. Wow. So uh, I've been lucky enough to be in Ottawa since that year. I landed a job in Ottawa Radio that summer, and um, I haven't looked back all these years. 
What was it like, uh, I guess, kind of getting into radio again with the voice? You have a fantastic voice even back then. But uh, what was... What was it like initially for you? Was it kind of like this was something that you were like, this is going to be my calling, I'm going to be on this forever? Or was it something that you were kind of at the time not sure about? I felt it was my calling. I, I, I definitely did. Um, I remember my first uh, a few radio stations were in the Belleville, Trenton area. And I started on a station called the CJTN in Trenton, 1270 AM, which is now Rock 107. And uh um, I just, I, I loved it. And and it's funny because next fall, I, I celebrate 25 years in the business. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. A quarter of a century, right? And I just, <laughs> I love it as much now as I did then, uh, if not more mm-hmm. so because I understand more now. I understand the ins and outs of it. I understand, you know, the, the it's a roller coaster ride, of course. It's, it can be a tough mm-hmm. business, but uh I, I've managed to take my platforms and use them for good, and uh, I love that about uh, radio. How I can, you know, be part of Canadian Blood Services or Chio, or uh, and you, you use the magic of, of the radio stations, television stations, to, uh, to 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 promote and to be part of these amazing events. And uh, I just I felt it was my calling, and I'm lucky that I've hung on, I guess, all these years, and I've managed to, uh, um, you know, keep uh, getting stronger and better in my belief, and and um, I hope for another 25 after this. That's fantastic. And uh, of course, being in radio for 25 years, there's obviously things change uh, as time goes on. But um, personally speaking, obviously, you've been, I I would say you've broadcasted on a lot of radio stations, I guess, on a lot of platforms. Uh, What's it like kind of what was has it what has it been like for you kind of transitioning uh through radio or kind of thinking back to something that you did back then or now because obviously as time goes on the technology which uh, can be used to broadcast obviously changes uh so something i mean for example something i'm doing now like we're using zoom this could be a completely different uh software we're going to be using in like 10 5 10 years from now so what has it been like kind of uh, adapting to change in uh, that kind of market well, I mean, obviously, so always, always adapting. I mean, even this this Zoom thing came around mm-hmm. in my world, obviously during the pandemic, right? And I didn't even know it existed before then. <laughs> uh, but if I go back to 1997, 98, 99, uh, I mean, I learned on something called the reel to reel, right? And, and oh yeah, and and carts were another thing uh, where it was it sort of looked like an eight track. So I'm I'm really throwing out some terms that people may not. <laughs> remember or be familiar with but they looked like eight tracks there was audio on them Um, i also come from a time where it wasn't automation we were playing off cds Mm -hmm. Uh, so when i started in ottawa radio it was a station called cool fm and it was a top 40 station and you'd have to pull all your hours music in advance so a song is playing and, and you'd be in the back of the room looking at your music sheet and you'd be pulling all these cds try and put them in order get them on the air, no dead air. Uh, that doesn't exist anymore. I mean, that's that's some of the magic of radio, but I'm also glad it doesn't exist because I'm just way too busy now because of, you know, the invention of social media and and videos and, and you know, just trying to stay relevant when it comes to all of that. And so you're doing that during your show. You're, you're trying to execute a good on-air performance, keep up to date with whatever's happening in the world, the weather, the sports. The It's a lot going on. So if you're mm-hmm. still pulling CDs and looking at the seconds on the clock, then uh, 
it, it's, <laughs> it would be a lot. <laughs> so I'm glad things have evolved, but at the same time too, it's a challenge because maybe there's less jobs, there isn't live overnights, there isn't live evenings sometimes, there isn't live middays sometimes uh, because of um, automation, but uh, it's just the way of the world, right? Of course. And like saying with uh, what you were saying about pulling up stories and stuff, like if you're looking for something to talk about, like you have social media where you have endless amounts of things to talk about. And I mean, just speaking as someone who's who's a rookie, basically, I couldn't even imagine like if I didn't have that, I think it would have been harder. It would have been like extremely difficult to uh get those topics on air but it's just amazing the resources that that you have at your disposal these days so that's fantastic mm -hmm. um obviously you know you're switching from uh different formats uh what, what would you say is currently what, what working in radio what do you have you had a favorite kind of a position or job i know you're you're i'm assuming you're going to be an on-air kind of guy talking to the people in a way but what have you ever had a favorite gig something that you've wanted to go back and try again uh from the past or i've been lucky that it, since i started my radio career i've pretty much been on air um and that is that is my absolute passion um in uh, my world right now at boom 99.7 i'm also the assistant uh, music director so mm -hmm. i schedule the music along with a good a great team that is is on board there um so that's a lot of fun right um i'm there during the day behind a computer uh trying to hit um you know CRTC percentages, and then make sure, making sure that the flow is sounding great, and uh, just making changes on the fly if need be. Uh, I love doing that, um, but it, it is on air, definitely where I feel like I thrive. Um, but it can be challenging too, right? Because you're always on. You're always, you know, you're as good as your last show. You don't want to mess up. You don't want to say the wrong thing. So, and you know, in the year 2021. Uh, it, it's easy to say the wrong thing uh, more than ever. So you have to really be careful when you're, you're cracking that mic. But oh, uh, yeah. I've been lucky to be on air uh, since I began this career. And uh, that's where I hope to stay. Um, so I haven't really had, I've had a lot of different jobs in radio promotions and wearing mascot suits and, and all that kind of stuff. And that's a lot of fun too. But on air, you know, connecting with listeners, um, even when I record a show and I listen to it, like it's, it's not because I, I'm an ego. It's just because I, I, I still, it's the magic of it and I'm still mm -hmm. blown away by it. And I'm just, you know, I'm fascinated and, and grateful that I get to hear myself broadcast in the capital of Canada at oh, any yeah. given time. There could be a million people listening if they wanted to, right. Or even across the globe. It's an exciting thing. Oh yeah, it's fantastic, and I, I have to be honest. I do the listening back to shows too, but it's more. I'm I'm more on the ego side, if I have to be completely honest. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's it's amazing, just just the reach of things. And now because the radio waves, obviously anyone in the surrounding area can pick it up. Everything's streaming online too, so anyone around the world can pick up on the radio, which is fantastic. Yeah, it's it's exciting, and you know, I mean, there is ego, obviously, but it's a healthy ego. <laughs> Of course. Uh, but but I love listening to myself to see like what I can do better the next time. It's like it's like a live air check to be able to hear yourself, to listen back to your shows. And, and when they're actually airing live, you know, on, over the airwaves, even though you mm -hmm. may have recorded it that day or the day before, it's still, 
it's just it, it totally still lights me up and I'm, I'm glad i'm very glad because a lot of people you know in this world uh, go to work you know 40 hours a week in a job they hate and mm -hmm. i actually i never look at the clock at work I, i'm just i do my job i'm excited to do it and i don't say this because my employers may be listening it's it's they know <laughs> how i feel um and it's and it's exciting so i the thing that makes me nervous is because every day someone allows me to do what i do so mm -hmm. i just you know, I'm, I'm very grateful to do what I do, and I just hope it can continue for as long as possible. That's fantastic. And uh, through your time on air, uh, maybe this might be a recent thing or maybe something going into the memory vault, but what is? have you had a favorite memory of uh, either an on-air memory or um, doing something or uh, either working like a promotion or something, meeting someone? What would you say has been your favorite uh I guess, on-air uh, moment? When it comes to uh, uh, memories, uh, I like something, things that I, I've loved to have done. Um, I mean, even this past December, we had a, a month-long memorial blood donor clinic for my parents. And uh, mm -hmm. it, it was just, it was exceptionally heartwarming to, to have 30, 31 days. Um, you know, they, they were closed a few days, of course, for the holidays. But mm -hmm. uh, promoted through boom and and through rogers tv and and you know to get people out to give blood i'm, I'm an avid blood donor um um blood donor i've uh, given blood uh, 98 times myself so i just believe in it and my parents throughout the course of their lives needed blood so when it comes to that kind of stuff to be able to use our, our megaphone and um you know get more people to to give blood like that just it, it excites me uh, I've managed to interview my heroes, uh, which is super cool, music heroes, and and uh, that's something that'll never, you know, nobody will ever be able to take that away from me. So mm -hmm. uh, I've got to get in front of crowds of thousands and thousands of people, and, and you know, um, I've interviewed uh, a, a comedy legend on on stage and at the NAC to a sold out crowd. I mean, I could go on and on, and it, and it's not because I'm name dropping or anything like that. It's just this is what I've got to do. Um, but I mean, there, there also comes a pressure behind all of it, right? Because you, you need to do a job. You're, you're hired to do this and you can't just get up there and just act like a fan. You need to act like, mm -hmm. like the guy who's got it all together and you're composed. And <laughs> so, uh, lots, lots of, lots of, I, I could go on and on and on, quite honestly, the fun things and, and the lucky things that I've got to do. Just being in broadcasting, I guess, kind of opens a door of opportunities, which is fantastic. But, um, it's, it's, um, as I said before, uh, mentioned in the intro when you kind of alluded there too, is just the, the, you have taken, I guess, being an on-air personality or being a personality in kind of the city or basically a personality in Ottawa to a new level because you've, you've done so many, I guess, amazing things for the community. You've did the blood drive, which was, uh, uh, in honor of your parents, uh, that, that was amazing. Uh, you've done one thing that's although to a lesser degree, but that you still do is shout out Saturday, which is helping to get the name out uh, of local um, Ottawa um, f businesses, uh, particularly f um, some food places out which you give radio shout outs and shout outs on Twitter. You've even given my show a shout out, which didn't need one, but you did it anyway out of the kindness, which, of course, I'll always treasure that audio clip that you uh, uh, sent to me. But it was it, it's just fantastic. And what what is that? I'd like to ask, what does that feel like to you just to to know you've you've probably touched the lives of, of so many and how how does it feel like for that for you uh 
being being knowing that you've done done that well, well you see that's that's my reason for for being uh you know i want to leave uh, a legacy of 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 kindness and love and and um one of my mentors was a guy named max keeping and he was the mm -hmm. uh, mentor of ctv news cjoh for 40 years and uh you know he taught me for 20 years um just how to be a better broadcaster how to be a better community-minded person um so and, you know and at, at his funeral his his funeral was held at canadian tire center I mean, that mm -hmm. one goes to show like how loved he was, right? It's all about leaving a legacy behind. Like at the end of the day, you can either say that you were, you know, you did something or you didn't do something. Like, would you rather say you helped somebody or you didn't help somebody? And while I have these platforms, I want to do everything I can to to help or assist. And, and you know, now I have a, a three and a half year old and his name is Max. And, and I think of... Um, one day if something were to happen to me, would people be able to say to him, you know, I knew your dad, he was a decent guy. Uh, he used his time intelligently. He did good things to help mm -hmm. people. He used his time wisely, okay? Um, so, yeah, I, I just, I feel great that we have this shout out Saturday. Um, you know, it's extended through the weekend now because there's that need. Um, and we help people. We get the word out about whatever they've got going on. And, and I know full well that it has actually created business for some. And, and it's and it's created, like you said, memories and magic. And, mm -hmm. and you know, uh, even this past week, there was a young girl, 18 years of age, who called in to get a shout out for her uh, her burger shop that she was working at. And <laughs> you know, I, I never know what's going to happen with these clips. It, it, if, if people are going to record, she recorded it and, and it showed her jumping up and down, the excitement, you know, it might've been one of the most exciting moments in, in her life. And not because it's me, but because, you know, she had her voice on the radio and it's exciting. There's still oh, yeah. this incredible magic behind what we do. And, and so I'm very grateful that I have the airwaves, uh, airtime to, to, um, to help and to make these moments for people. That's fantastic. That and I remember that I saw that clip uh, that you posted to Twitter. That was beautiful. Just it really, it really makes your day when you see stuff like that happen. It's just like one person. It it to one person to another. It's a small action, but it really can mean the world to someone. Mm, totally. It is. You know, I was on the radio for the first time at the age of thirteen when my favorite baseball player was traded Montreal, and I remember calling in to the talk show host. <laughs> on a station called CJD and um, and I, I recorded it and you know I, I don't know where it is now it may even be here somewhere but uh, you know there's just this unbelievable I keep using the word but it is it's magical and it's mm -hmm. it's and all and and I'm you know for so for that young woman you know 18 years of age to have been in that store and to heard her voice like how did it how is this even happening you know because I recorded it obviously in advance and, <laughs> yeah you know so I, I try to find these moments um, to 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 make as many people smile as possible. Of course, and that's again fantastic. I'm, I'm that's a word I'm using too much today, but it's yeah. it's it's amazing. Just like all these things, and uh, um, now kind of moving from radio because we've talked a lot about that. But you've also, as mentioned before, you work in television as well. You work at Rogers uh, uh, Twenty Two, Rogers Twenty Two, which is a community. Uh, fueled uh station where there's lots of uh different programming um from uh, a whole 
range of people. There's uh, daytime shows and there's shows in so many different languages that reach out to uh, people. And it's a fantastic network with a lot of, and I even, um, I had the opportunity uh, through school to do some volunteer work there and it was fantastic. Uh, but uh what is what has it been like for you? I don't. I'm not sure. I remember I watched your show a lot on the station. But what was it like um, for you getting in there? And how did you get your start there? Well, yeah, so so I guess we're going back maybe, gosh, 12, 13, 14 years. Not as far this time. And not as far for television. <laughs> um, uh, when it comes to Rogers TV, uh, I, I initially um, contacted a fella named Terry Tucker who helped who had me do some voice work for the station. So that's how I initially got in. Um, and then uh, there was a fellow named Derek Fage who was the host of Daytime Ottawa for many years. And and I got to know him through a couple of events. And then eventually he asked me to come on and co-host with him if his co-host was on holidays or uh, and I'd come in a few times. And uh, so that happened, that went on for a couple of years and then he left to Montreal and and suddenly there was an opening uh, for that uh, job, Daytime Ottawa, uh, the name mm -hmm. of the show. And I eventually became the permanent host. And uh, unfortunately, the show has not been on air for the last 14 months uh, due to the pandemic because it's a very interactive show. It's very, it, you, you see a lot of Zoom mm -hmm. shows, you see a lot of, uh, you know, sh shows over, over the internet, but it just wouldn't be the same uh, because it's of cooking course, down of course. musicians. It's, you know, it's, it's very hands-on. So we're hoping mm -hmm. that it comes back um, this year, but we were hoping that last year as well. So <laughs> we'll see what hopefully, happens. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. But I've been there about three or four years as far as the main host, and and um, and you know I love it. it it's it, it can be quite stressful. It's live television. There's there's no recording going on with this program, and uh, for the most part, um, and, and and you know anything can happen. Mm -hmm. You know, and and it's all about timing. Radio is very timing as well, but TV is very to the second. Mm -hmm. And you have to look a certain way. You got to sound a certain way. You're on television, right? So of course, of course. Or I hold myself to that standard at least, right? So, um, and and uh, due to the pandemic, my gosh, this year I've put on about thirty pounds, and I know <laughs> haven't we all? <laughs> We've all sort of put on a few mm -hmm. or, or gone in different directions we didn't want to. Uh, so right now I don't fit into many of my TV clothes, let's say. Um, but I'm working on that because you never know when they'll call me back in. But it, it's 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 the same. It's broadcasting. It's the same as radio, but it's also a thousand percent different. And I love both equally. Um, I've been doing television since the uh, late 90s. I've done 24 Chio telethons. Um, wow. And... And uh, there's just something about it where you, you feel the heat of those lamps and, and you see yourself in the monitor and, and it's it's a whole different world. Like I said, it's still in the world of broadcasting. It's very much like radio. You take those skills and you transfer them into TV, but um, you just have to try to see that it's not as easy as it looks, perhaps. <laughs> but it's fun. Any favorite memories from uh, doing that show? TV, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the favorite memories I have uh, it didn't really even happen on air, and it has to do with, uh, I always tell Derek Fage this because um, I, I used to have a birthday extravaganza that raised money for um, the Max Keeping Fund and, mm -hmm. and the Wish. And the first one I ever held, uh, the day before, Derek Fage wrote to me and said, hey, 
do you want to come in and co-host daytime tomorrow? And in my mind, I'm, I was thinking, maybe I don't want to because I know I have this birthday extravaganza that night and it's going to go on for hours and hours and hours. And I don't want to tucker myself out too much. But I also believe in being a yes person. I believe mm-hmm. if somebody offers you an opportunity, uh, go for it. Don't be afraid because fear is what is what gets you through it and, and keeps you on your toes. Um, I did go and in the green room, I saw this woman and <laughs> I don't know if you know where this is headed, but I, 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 I felt like I knew her. I introduced myself. She was a guest on the show and she happens to be uh, little Maxwell James's mother. So wow. my little boy's mom. So if I wouldn't have gone in, if I wouldn't have said yes to that TV uh, opportunity, I wouldn't have met her and little Mac wouldn't be here today. So um, so it didn't happen on air, even though the interview is on air, there's a YouTube clip of it on air and, and, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty much staring at her the whole interview uh, because I just, I felt like I knew her from somewhere and mm-hmm. it's, and in anyway, so we, we had a child together and, uh, you know, the magic of TV, let's just put wow. it that way. Yeah. Just imagine how different the timeline would be if you hadn't gone in that one day. I, I think about those things, right? Obviously. And, and I mean, you can't do that in life, right? Because you know, right now you and I talking, like what is, mm-hmm. is different? Like what could be happening right now? Like you can't give it yeah. too much, right? But um, but yeah, I, I believe in saying yes to opportunities. And and that is like the biggest example I have of, of when somebody offers you that chance, go for it, because you just never know what might come of it. And um, speaking of the show, you mentioned before that you haven't been able to do it due to the pandemic. But um, speaking of the pandemic, how has that been uh, kind of affected you? Uh, I know that obviously I, for I think almost everyone, I, I don't think anyone could ever say their life hasn't been impacted by it. Uh, so many things people can't do. But what has it been like for you trying to work uh, in, well, working with media, working in radio and unfortunately not TV, but what has it been like trying to adapt during the pandemic? You know, it's it's good and it's bad, right? Like, and I mm-hmm. think a lot of people feel the same uh, as I do when it comes to that. Obviously, there's been, you know, there's there's job loss, and there's, uh, you know, people are losing businesses, and that's that's a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it slowed me down a little bit, um, and and I think I needed that because before the pandemic, I was going seven days a week, and and it was very difficult uh, because Rogers TV would be on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays, and Boom would be Wednesdays to Sundays. I also work at Yuck Yuck's Comedy Club too, so mm-hmm. I mean, I had these three things going at once, and you know, you put a, a two-year-old at the time into the mix, and and just life and. Um, so it slowed me down. Uh, yes, I mean, there's been a little, I've lost some income uh, as a result, but I think I was going a little too uh, too much too often um, mm-hmm. with everything in my life. So I think a lot of people are taking stock right now in, in, in you know, what's important, um, you know, what, what wasn't important back then that I was just mm-hmm. maybe overthinking or overdoing and um, but as, as far as Boom is concerned, I mean, Boom's going great, um, and and I'm I'm one of the workers that get to still go into the building, which is uh, very welcome because I couldn't imagine being at home seven days a week. That would be <laughs> very challenging. So I look forward to going in and seeing my few coworkers that are there. Um, 
but it's it's all about adapting and it's all about being safe and it's all about i mean i also used to go to plenty of events a year um and now all those have washed up probably or, or dried up um i try to find my own events if i see something happening in the community i might take the station vehicle swing by when we're outside of the stay-at-home orders of course and mm-hmm. and uh try to add some uh, some sparkle to whatever's going on at that moment i mean there was a 20-foot snowman in Orleans. They were raising money for the food bank, so I swung by, took some pictures. And But, I mean, there's no galas. There's no, um, there's no like, there's no concerts. There's no, so that that's all challenging, right? And mm-hmm. and I miss it. I miss it, and I don't miss it. And, and you know, because now I'm used to being at home at night and going to bed at 8 o'clock at night. And <laughs> because it's just, there's not much else to do, right? So, uh, it's going to be strange when things get back to normal, as they say, because mm-hmm. I think people are getting set in their ways. Or it's just going to be the craziest party you've ever seen. I don't, I don't know which one it's going to be. I think a mix of the two kind of coming together, something will happen. But I, I know, I so I'm, I'm personally, I'm, I'm really hoping that the, it's. I don't even know. See, I keep thinking, what am I going to do once this ends? And I'm like, I'm not sure if I can't even do anything. But um, I think it's just just the optimism of the hope that hopefully one day people will be able to get together again. I just I just want to see my family, to be honest. But that's bad. That's that, and that's the tough part too. Of mm-hmm. course, there's also that side of it, right? That people have been away from friends and family, and of course, uh, it, it's it's just it's very difficult. I have a brother that lives up the street, and. You know, I mean, you can even do the socially distanced visits, but I mean, you're on the person's front lawn and Christmas was different and birthdays are different. And, you know, you don't want to go into the house because he's got two kids and mm-hmm. and you want to play it safe, even though you're, I'm safe, you know, I, but anything can happen at any time and you, mm-hmm. you have to be vigilant of that, right? So it's taken away from uh, the reckless fun people used to have, I suppose. And, <laughs> you know, uh, but who knows, who knows what the future holds and we just have to hope that you know good things are going to come from all of this and and that we've all learned and and we're better people in the end as well of course and i think the thing is to kind of turn around or at least take your resources what you can have and use that to the fullest extent like uh, using your time to just kind of do something you know be creative and stuff which i think a lot of people have thankfully did and found you know hidden talents during pandemic which is uh, i guess i can say that for myself but yeah it's 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 bad but also i guess kind of i guess good in a way but uh, the more you wait the better it'll be in future but yeah, yeah. and um I guess kind of rounding it off uh, from from that, um, anything for you that's coming up? Is there anything that's, uh, well, you're st- you're still on air, which is fantastic. Um, is there anything, any, any I guess, uh, pandemic-friendly events that are uh, coming up that looking to plug or? Well, my goodness, I mean, so I think we're working on a blood donor clinic for the summer to uh, help celebrate my 100th donation. And that will be in August. So that's a mm-hmm. to be determined sort of deal. That that's actually uh, as of this week we're working on it. Um, there's a lot of um, so so I'm also called a swing announcer at the radio station. So I'm the mm-hmm. assistant director of, and I'm also swing. And so what that means is, as you would know, is that I fill in for different announcers. So um, I know there's going to be some morning show work coming up, and you know I fill in on afternoons, I fill in on middays. So. Uh, when you listen to boom there's a good chance thank goodness that uh, you'll hear me 
Um, so, so I mean, that keeps my summers busy, obviously, and and it's not the same without RBC Blues Fest. It's not the same, you know, with Folk Fest and uh, possibly that they haven't made an announcement on that yet. But uh, I mean, you look at you look at sporting events. I mean, I believe they were going to start up a new baseball team this year. Yeah, Titans. And you know, I don't know what the latest is on that, but I don't think it's happening until next year now. And that's yeah, they they got cut from well not cut but i think from what i understand because i i actually unfortunately i guess i'll kind of reveal it. i had a job with them that uh yeah that got cut unfortunately due to pandemic but uh um it was they were supposed to still um there was something that was supposed to happen but they couldn't do it in ottawa and then uh, I, they were supposed to do it in the states uh with the uh gold eyes from uh winnipeg but that never took off, unfortunately. But yeah. So, so see, see stuff like that. So it, mm. it, it's hard for me to say that there's uh, stuff coming up that I want to plug because it's an ever-changing, every time we think that mm-hmm. things, you know, they, they could stop the stay-at-home order or they could extend it. That, I mean, I think that would shock everybody if they extended it again, but anything's possible. Of course. Uh, you know, to put an end to this once and for all, right? And uh, but I'm very grateful for the weekends with the shoutouts that we do, uh, and like I said, the blood donor clinic that's coming up, and and just anything that's coming up, it's community minded, and I'm I'm just looking forward to them opening things up at least a little bit, so you know we can continue to support local and 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 uh, we still can obviously with curbside pickup and, and websites and, and all that, but you know there's something about just dropping by and saying hi and and being a part of. You know, even for your mental health, to get out there and look at things and just live. I'm looking forward to that, really. Of course, of course. <laughs> you know, uh, that more than anything, just to feel alive again and, uh, you know, get my exercise, get my sunshine, drop that 30 pounds, stop eating cookies. <laughs> it's a challenge, man. Hopefully. I mean, if if things go as good as the weather are right now, I think we're hopefully in for a treat soon. Yeah, and it's it's definitely been, you know, been a great uh, week weather-wise, and uh, but it, I I, ho- I just wanted to stay. I don't need anything above thirty. Like, yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm not going to be one of those people complaining. It's just, you know, I I'm, I'm a bit of a heat box, so like I'm fine if it's like thirty or even below. Like room temperature for me is good. It's mm-hmm. nice. I like room temperature. Oh yeah, it's perfect right now, and that's that's. Hey, we're inside. We're recording over Zoom. We're in our own room temperatures. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. And um, but I think we've kind of reached the end here. It's been fantastic to have you. Anything you want to say before you go? No, I just you know like like I just go back to uh, being a yes person, right? I think that's um, um, a, a quick story that maybe I can share with you about about the importance. Of course, of, of course. So early two thousands, I was at a different radio station in town, and I'll, I'll leave names out to protect the innocent, but mm-hmm. uh, but there's one name I will use, um, and and. It was it was for a uh, Children's Wish Foundation event on Spark Street, and I was a bit of a nervous fella at that point. Maybe I was uh, early twenties. I hadn't been in the business very long, but I was working for a big radio station here in town, and they were doing some event on Sparks. and And the lady who was running the event said to me, um, "Take this megaphone and go speak to the crowd." Just you know, and and I thought right away, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know what I, I'm going to say. I don't know if I'll s- sound silly. Mm-hmm. And there was another competing announcer there as well. It was me and another competing announcer and Max Keeping. And that's the wow. name that I mentioned. But Max Keeping said to me, if you don't take that megaphone, that other announcer will. And that just changed everything. 
because mm -hmm. you can apply that to everything in life. If you don't grab the megaphone, if you don't grab the opportunity, if you don't, you know, if you don't ask that person out that you want to, you have the biggest crush on, somebody else is going to. It's a big world. There's lots of people. So you just have to go for it. Don't be afraid. And, and in that same vein, uh, one of the best pieces of advice I ever received was from a guy named John Cleese, and he is with Monty Python, mm -hmm. and he legendary comedian, and, and I was interviewing him at the NAC, and it, it's, you know, 18 years later, and he said this to me, ask me anything up there, because at the end of the day, no one's going to remember anyway, mm -hmm. because everybody's so into themselves, everybody's so into the moment, everybody, unless you say something completely ridiculous, you know. <laughs> But don't be afraid. Just go for it. Just go for it. If Ryan Seacrest can have a million t shows on on major networks, and and you know if all these people can win awards, like why can't we? They're of just right. So go for it. Say yes. Take the opportunity. Grab the megaphone. Say whatever you want to John Cleese if you see him. He won't. <laughs> I'll grab the megaphone and say thank you, Dylan Black, for coming on the show. Just you're the inspiration fantastic it's it's just great to have you on um yeah thank you for listening to the show if you want to find more there's the facebook page which is just under the geo show i am on twitter under petty p-e-t-t-i petty with an i not a y underscore geo and the show is on instagram at the geo show official so thank you again for dylan black anything you want to say before we go thank you this is dylan black and i've been on the geo show Oh, beautiful. Just love the voice. And thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening. And thanks for everything. Thanks for watching. The Geo Show. Geo Show. The Geo Show. The Geo Show. The Geo Show.